back to the trickway he's mr gray i'm trev live long and prosper my friends um well that's ending isn't it uh we <laughs> we're done yeah we're done. bye <laughs> uh, sorry we're a tad late just personal stuff going on in our lives but we always try and get out there at least by the weekend if we're not bang on the thursday but we do try for the thursday it's not always possible um today will be strange new world season two episode five titled charades 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 um just just to interrupt for a second when you bang the desk the mic's picking up on it ah let's not bang the desk then let's not bang yes do not bang the desk we were having audio problems which we'll need to look into in more detail after this i think but yeah uh, so apologies if the audio standard is not up to the usual um yeah we'll get the, the 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 boring stuff out the way you don't have to like the video. You don't have to subscribe. You don't have to do any of that. Just leave a comment below and tell us what do you like about these formats of videos? What do you dislike about these kind of videos? Just tell us because yep. I'm curious. Just let me know. Um, and if, you know, your buttons happens to slip and you hit subscribe, that's okay too. <laughs> <laughs> true, that, this is true. This is very true as well. Um, of course, you can find us on the, the, the podcast side of things as well, wherever you get podcasts under the trickway and also Twitter under the trickway as well. Uh, my man here, Mr. Gray, uh, does, uh, we're taking a small hiatus due to what's happening in Hollywood and personal stuff going on in our lives. Uh, but we will be back with Gray's show at some point in the near future, Gray's Green Room, and that's entertainment, uh, banter, and nonsense, and news, and whatever you like. Um, and he's under Gray's Green Room uh, for the YouTubes and wherever you get your podcasts from. And also on the Twitters as well, um, at Gray's Green Room. And then lastly, don't forget our friend Nick. We do a gaming podcast with him if you like gaming. Uh, we do, I have talked about the Star Trek game, but we, the Star Trek. Resurgence. Resurgence is called. There's another one coming out soon. So we do talk about that on there. Uh, and that's uh, at Extreme PC UK. Again, YouTube, podcasts, and Discord as well. If you search for Discord, Extreme PC UK. Gray and I, what's well, Gray's room? He pays for it. Uh, we've got a Discord room where we actually talk about entertainment, Star Trek, and all that kind of stuff. Join us, yep, please. Join the Discord. Yeah, we talk um, about all kinds of entertainment. Any Star Trek news is good news. Um, but yeah, thank you. Then we'll get that out of the way. Um, this was, I know last week was better than the week before, Gray. It was like a, a decent improvement. Yep. But this week now, safe to say that this is, well, I won't give away your score, but you've, you've and you, in my eyes, reading your score and your comments, it's the best episode of the season so far. Yeah, yeah, it is so far, I yeah. think. Mm, okay, okay. I just, got- I just think it had kind of had the whole package. You know, it's everything was just kind of cooking on all cylinders with it. So that was good. Fire on all cylinders. That's not cooking on all cylinders, man. Yeah, whatever. Something like that. <laughs> you drop an egg on a cylinder, if it's hot enough, it'll cook it. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Nobody would do that, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so this was, uh, it's a better episode, purely because we've got over, don't get two and a half pages worth of notes, which we don't normally have. So that's just because there was more to talk about. I found myself t- typing up more stuff, actually. Um, so 
this was the episode we saw in the teaser trailer for the season where Spock had human ears, right? This is where this episode's mm-hmm. going. Um, the Enterprise is en route to survey a moon around Vulcan um, because there's a... I, I don't know if it's because of or as well as there's an anomaly around one of the moons that they want to investigate more. So they're going to go and check that out, but they're pulling up double duty. Spock has got a... I don't. It's like, is it a pre-marriage ritual they need to do? What would you? How would you name that? I, it sounds like it. I mean, it's something that has to Engagement be done before party. you actually. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 Which makes sense. Uh, bear in mind, he hasn't seen his wife to or, or fiance. Sorry, to prime for ages, so it gets a little bit interesting later on. But yeah, so they're 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 uh, <laughs> they're pulling double duty, in fact triple duty. Really, actually, there's kind of like three stories in this. This uh, you usually get your A plot, your B plot, and sometimes you get a C plot. We get a C plot here as well. Uh, also, Chapel uh, Nurse Chapel as well is applying for a fellowship with uh, Vulcan Science Academy with the Vulcan Science Academy, a two month fellowship, and she's having to study for it. And you hear her getting asking questions, or crewmates are asking her questions about various things to keep her on her toes, and she seems to know her stuff. So. Um, and I, I missed this point, Greg. You noted this down. They're doing kind of that random stuff. I like this when they open the episode, <laughs> but like weird stuff going on. Spock is learning to cook and appreciate food and stuff more, um, as well as seeing his missus again. And you, and you noted here that I forgot Spock has to use nasal suppressants because Preston. humans stink. <laughs> now I missed, I missed that comment. Was that? Is that is that a thing with male? Well, I mean, I I said I yeah I, I said stink just because well that's what they were saying. I mean, I mean Spock Spock was commenting that he said that that you know Vulcans have had to do the nasal suppressants when they're around humans because he says there's an odor about you know and so that means we stink somehow. And um, it was funny because Pike was doing the cooking. Of course, he was getting a little upset because he couldn't smell the herbs. He's going like these are some really fresh herbs and everything here. And he, put, and, he, and he puts it up to Spock's nose, and he's going like, <laughs> like I, I don't smell anything. Really? Really? Nothing? And he's just going like, and now he's going like, what? Are you kidding? Like, so, right, Falcons want to suppress their, their, their sense of smell, because this, it must be, it's very, they've got a very strong sense of smell then, clearly, obviously. Apparently. And, and the smell. Must be like a bloodhound. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> as we find out later on as well, female... Uh, Vulcans have an even stronger sense of smell as well, so it, it makes sense. Everything must be overwhelming to them, and, the, and us uh, humans are stinky. So, Wh- which is actually true of humans, us yeah. too. Women can smell certain things that guys can't. Really? Did you yeah. Just make you look that at what, look what, it up. What bullshit? Is that you know? You look. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure if you check that, you'll see that they're more. Uh, they're a little more sensitive. Not not like a dog would be. Uh, but, but a little more sensitive than than us. Ha! Huh, there you go. Hey, don't say you don't learn something on this podcast, people. You know. Um, <laughs> so it was funny that's like, that that's, start. That's like all those other funny things about. You ever do the thing where you uh, you pick up a chair with your head against the wall, and only women can do it, and men can't. Never heard this. It's pretty funny. You, you uh, if you were to be facing a wall, right, and you bend over at your waist. And put the, the top of your head against the wall so you're looking like an L shape, right? Okay. 
and below you, you have a chair. Not a heavy chair, just a chair. You pick the chair up and then straighten up your back. In other words, just pick up, your, pick up the chair, a guy, pick up the chair, and then just straighten right up. You can't do it. But a woman can do it every time. And there's a scientific reason uh, for it. They've got they've got one less rib or something like that. That's that's what no. I think. No, they do. No, no, they that's one less rib. No, no, I understand that, but that's not it. It's because a woman's center of gravity is up here, where a man's center of gravity is down here. Oh, insert jokes there, Gray. Which we won't do yes, it. I know. Family show. And I, <laughs> when I first saw this, it was on a TV show, like way back in the 1970s. And I'm sitting there going, like, nah, that's a bunch of crap. So I sit there. I sat there with my—I uh, don't know who it was. I think it was my sister, or my mom, or something. We tried it. And I'm like, damn. I'm sitting there picking the chair up, thinking like, no problem. I'll just straighten right up. Can't freaking do it. <laughs> and my wife just does it and goes, whoop, no problem. I'm like, ah, that's, that's like crazy. Interesting. That is interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I uh, think it's. I don't know if I got the the center of gravity part right, but the point is, it is the center of gravity. It's different on a woman than than a man. That's why they can do it. Huh. So every, everybody out there that's listened to this, if you want to do a good party trick, remember this. And because it'll be pretty... Yeah, especially after a couple of drinks, you'll be sitting there going, I could do it. I could do it. That's somebody like 20 bucks and he won't be able to do it. <laughs> like, you have learned something today, people, as, as have I. And who didn't say you, get edu- you didn't get education in this podcast? Right. Uh, that's a massive divergent, but it's a funny one nevertheless, so... Focus. There we go. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm using start to both the episode and a review of the episode. I think um, there is a there is a little awkward scene uh, in the turbo lift with Spock and Chapel because they're avoiding one another, or more so, Spock's avoiding Chapel. Uh, right. Poor and Benga's in the middle of this. Uh, they, they basically barely say a word to one another and leave, and it gets better because Chapel and Spock have to share. A shuttle to Vulcan, to the to the Science Academy, um, uh, because Spock's going to go down there for his ceremony, and Chapel's going to go down there do our our fellowship thing or our interview for the fellowship. Um, I'm just thinking a lot of the rings when I say that, mate. Sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, they they then though, fortunately, they come they they they, they see this anomaly that the they picked up before, and they go to investigate it a little bit more. Got a little bit close though. And they start getting sucked into the little thing, to the anomaly a little bit. And it just looks a little kind of wormhole-type portal thing in space. And I'm thinking, oh, not the portal gun again, but that was that was a different show. So, um, <laughs> And then it just but it, it then just kind of fades to black grey, doesn't it? And then Spock just wakes up in sickbay. Uh, and what is... what? <laughs> you tell us what happens after this, what he realises and what he says. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, he's looking up and he's all he sees is, is Captain Pike and Benga and and uh, Nurse Chapel, and they're all looking at him like you know, and he's going like, "What? How do you feel?" And he goes, "I feel strange. I don't." And he's looking at his hands and everything, and they're just going like, and they're trying to tell him del- delicately what what's been going on or what's happened, and so they start to tell him that the aliens pulled all his Vulcan DNA out, so now he's he's totally human. So he gets up, and all of a sudden, you hear the bleep come in. But he goes, "What the fuck?" Beep. <laughs> <laughs> that was great, and it was just like, "Uh oh." I was wondering. No pointed ears, of course. It's like they're looking at the real Ethan Peck, more more or less. I'm surprised that I'm surprised that we actually didn't hear him swearing because it's not a thing in Star Trek. But 
they have put a couple of swear words in, like Discovery McCart and stuff. So, and I don't like that. Listen, if he'd sworn, I wouldn't have liked that. I'm glad they cut it off. I don't want to hear that in Star Trek. Personally. Well, it's funny because uh, the original track, as well as Next Generation, uh, when Roddenberry was live, he originally said there will be no swearing. Good. And they did. And they didn't. Yep. Oh, there we go. I mean, you can come close by saying different things creatively, of course, which they did. Uh, but they never, they never sweared. Swearing came in, I think, with Discovery. I don't believe they sweared in, uh, for the most part, in Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, all those. Well, they didn't. It just they didn't. didn't. It, it just didn't happen. Well, then you've got your man uh, Ronald D. Moore, who came from TNG and Deep Space Nine and Voyager and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He wrote on that quite a lot and produced. He produced a lot of the Battlestar Galactica modern version and Outlander as well. Mm-hmm. And I watched a reunion of Battlestar Galactica of them all coming back, the newer version. And they talked about the, the, they used the word fracking instead of the normal <laughs> exactly. word, right? And he said, right, right, right. he said, I just, I wanted to get away with bloody murder. I wanted to be able to curse and swear like a trooper and get away with it. So I changed it to frack this, frack that, frack off. And I was, I was just really funny to hear that. And it's just a nice way of spinning it round because there's different ways of swearing. And that's just, and they do say that in the original series of Battlestar Galactica, frack off. They, frack is a word. They don't use it as nowhere near as much as they right, do in right. the modern Battlestar. But anyway, sorry, we're off the tangent, but that's what we do. Um, so yeah. Today is the review of the tangents. No, it's uh, coming soon. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was a little F-bomb from Spock, which is kind of hilarious. And it makes sense because he's now human. A, a, a Spock, without even without without pointy ears, still being Vulcan, wouldn't swear. But being human, oh yeah, he's going to swear. Um, so there is life forms uh, in this anomaly thing, right? And Gray mm-hmm. thankfully changed my spelling because I didn't pick up what the spelling was. I thought it was like Kirkhoffs, and I was like, "What are they taking yeah. the piss? Is this like a species of Kirks or something?" What? Is it doesn't say James T. Kirkhoffs. <laughs> Kirkhoffs, not Kirkhoffs. Kirkhoffs, yes. Uh, just have you heard of them before, Gray? This species? No, no, new species. Never heard of them. So, how did you know the spelling? Did you put on subtitles? You did. Didn't no, you? I had. I looked. I looked it up. I'm not stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't quite sure myself. So I said, right, "Let me go look it up and see what we got." So, right, yeah, right, right. Good man. Good man. So, yeah, the the uh, anomaly before. Um, uh, you, you know, we'll come to it in a second here because there are aliens in it. It's not just a normal anomaly. To be fair. They they control it, uh, and they actually end up speaking to to the aliens. It's turns out there's a it's a transport tunnel actually for them. I'm thinking something equivalent to like a, a transport conduit for them. You know, um, they actually turns out they'd left a calling card behind in the shuttle because they went on to the shuttle craft to investigate it as you do, and it just looked brand new, like it'd been through a spring clean grey, which was a bit weird. But there's one thing yeah. left on the seat. A calling card that seemed to be some kind of communication type device. You know, if you think about it, what's really funny about that is that um, when you uh, usually hire maids, mm. right? And maids come into your house, they clean up, and they will leave a card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I'm sitting there going like, okay, yeah, all right. So there's little 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 subtle humor drops here and there. That was that's yeah. a good analogy. I like that. Yes. Yeah, so the maids mm-hmm. have been round. The, the, the futuristic, super intelligent, advanced aliens that are now maids have cleaned your shuttle and left you some chocolates in a pillow. Very nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> Should have done that too. That would have been great. Pick up the calling card and there's some mints right there. 
<laughs> Why not? Um, of that, course. They would have done that if it was Lord X, because it's obviously a, a funnier show of course. Lord X. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they leave a calling card in the shuttle. Pike asks Ahura to use a calling card to contact aliens, and it works. Um, there's, It's the same kind of effect as Anomaly, kind of. Yeah, like, the... swoosh, like Stargate. Think Stargate a little bit with when the... the yeah, the thing. they look they look like they're little miniature wormholes or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. So, um, turns out they repaired the shuttle. They uh, fixed everything, including Spock, because they couldn't figure out that he's got two sets of DNA in him. What's going on? Uh, that's not right. And and you know we we both mentioned this right. They're speaking to an alien called Yellow, which part. Pike finds finds amusing. I, th- I had to go back and listen to that a bit again, Gray, because mm. I thought they were calling him yellow because gold can be interpreted as yellow to some people, right. depending on how you look at it. Um, but no, the alien's called yellow, and we find out there's another one called blue as well. So um, you're going to run out of colors kind of, eventually, I, I, aren't you? <laughs> and it's actually another backhanded kind of funny thing because in most of the shows, you always got to come up with these oddball names of whoever the alien is that you can't even pronounce right and they just go i'm yellow like uh, okay so what do you do when you get through all the colors then yeah, exactly like of course light, now we we, light we know the al- dark blue or... we, we know that the aliens are probably choosing this name because they figure we understand it better for some reason so whatever like you know one's yeah, yellow this is true because you, you find out they're super advanced like they're Think of the ancients from Stargate, like they've they've evolved into like higher beings, you know. That's kind of that's the vibe I was getting from them. So, um, interesting. Gray notes this down, and I'm thinking the exact same thing. They do hang up. The aliens do hang up in him when he tries to Pike tries to explain what's going on, and he doesn't seem too happy. They can't get a call back through again. Uh, the calling cards kaput, no longer works. Um, and we both mentioned Gray. It's interesting. Advanced aliens never seen mixed mixed species before. I would think that would be natural, but apparently to them, I guess it's not. You know, or, or, or they haven't talked to any species in centuries I because think that's they, part of it, yeah, yeah, because they don't know. They don't look at time like we look at time. Yeah. So it could have been centuries before somebody came along and, you know, happened to talk or whatever. True. That's but it was kind of it was kind of logical when you think about it though because they said the exam- the aliens examined the two of them and saw one was completely human but one was only half human so they automatically assumed two two. that the other that the other half was something wrong that happened to the to Spock so they go oh, we have to make them both you know alike and of course they just did it because it was logical to them logic I see what you done there yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah I know I have to throw that in there. So, yeah, it was a little bit strange, but of course, without that, there wouldn't be a story. But it's a thing to pick up on. Of course. Good enough writers can find a way around that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Spock now, well, does human things now because he is human, essentially. Which this, bit's, this bit is just, this whole section is amusing. He, he He's trying to learn humour around the, the, the officer's bar. Everyone's laughing, and he... Is not laughing at the start. Later on, he starts laughing like too much, like convulsions. But at the start, he's a bit confused. But he starts getting there slowly but surely. He's enjoying food now. 
because he sensed the smell was more normal, like eating everything. He's loving the food the pipes <laughs> cooking. Remember that? He's like letting he's like, What is that lovely smell? It, it's bacon. And he's still <laughs> In the figures, right? And he's stuffing all this, this down his throat, like, you know. <laughs> and he's, about and he's to... going like, he, he go, I think it was Pike, he said, he might want to go easy with that. And he's going like, why? Why? Hey, too, right? yeah, why? And then he, but, but even funnier, though, is as he kept on stuffing himself with bacon, he goes, he goes why do I feel nauseous? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know everything. <laughs> that was great. Uh, and and also, you know, he does have a like a word with uh, Leanne, Leanne at one point. Um, to, you know, like she's basically saying, you just sound like a teenager. You're going through all these emotions and stuff, including hunger and feelings. And he says, he, he basically is like, yeah, I've, I've got feelings at the moment here. And she's like, okay, it's obviously and towards her, but <laughs> she's female. She's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> And you see Spock doing one of these. He's kind of doing the up and down look on her, and then she's just going like, "Oh Jesus!" He was checking the shot. He was checking the hull out for hull damage. That's what he was doing. That was uh, that's what it was. Yeah, looking for the rivets missing. Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, nice warp themselves. Um, uh, and then another thing he's obviously he's he's, uh, he's getting emotions left, right, and center, up and down. And he, he slows but surely gets pissed off with Sam Kirk. Sam Kirk's Park, uh, Kirk's brother, older brother. Uh, and it's nice to see him back, actually. And they're sitting yeah. around the table, and this this happens over several scenes. And this is what I didn't get. The only person that had anything on the table was Sam Kirk. He's obviously yeah. had something to eat and a small plate, which he's eaten, and he's left it on the plate, and he's got had a cup here with a drink, right? There wasn't a mess anywhere. I think Spock was like, could you remove that, clean up the mess? No, 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 no. Here's what happened. He when, wanted them you... removed, didn't he, rather than anything? Yes, but what happened was on the first scene, if you notice, he had the, the, you see the cup and you see like a wrapper or whatever that was. Yeah. But then you see a whole bunch of crumbs on the table all around uh... the cup. And so he started focusing in on the crumbs. And then they do the next scene and the crumbs are there again. And he's like starting to get... You know, ADHD basically, right? Yeah, like yeah, he's, yeah. and then the third time when you see the crumbs, he starts he screams at him, "Clean up your station!" Oh, he went nuts. He went proper nuts. Yeah, he went crazy because he's, he's getting held just, back and everything by his crew. Yeah, like... and I was I was cracking up because that's like like ultra ADHD. Like I can't have nothing can be out of place. You know, I thought like, that was OCD. Was that the same? OCD, thing? whatever. One of those things. What, what Sorry about that. <laughs> if I mispronounce, I apologize. But yeah, it was just like, and he just went nuts. And I'm like, this is funny, man. Like, I, I, Sam's like, all right, yeah, I'll clean it up, man. No problem. He's like starting to back off and he's taking it like this. Sam Kirk, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, all right. You know, I, no problem. That was amusing. That was amusing. That, but yeah. I that. that makes sense. It really makes sense. Someone that's never really experienced emotions like that before. Um, yeah. Moving on, Chapel's interview doesn't go too well. She has a, a, a call uh, with the, the guy, one of the guys at the Vulcan mm-hmm. Science Institute, and he's a bit of a arsehole. Like, he really is. Even even the Vulcan standards, he is a bit of an a-hole. Um, and I, I note later on, but I'm going to talk about it at the moment, the, the, the robe, the outfit this guy's wearing, he looks like, he looks like something out of uh, Dune, the movie. He looks like one of the, I can't remember the the racoids or whatever they're called. Or maybe, like, or maybe Willy Wonka. He has, you know, that as well. Yeah, he has a suit that goes all the way up and it covers up like half of his chin and it's uneven and my OCD is going nuts. The guy's just not a nice character, man. Um, 
and it's so so short. She he basically looks over her applications, not happy, and she says, "Listen, I've seen things. I've been there. My experience counts." He's not too interested. He says, "I'll have a look at it," and then, like a minute, it's gone. And I'm like, "What a jackass! What a jackass! Poor Jackal, yeah. man. Don't deserve that." Um, and I think part of the reason for back. that was you saying it. <laughs> I said, but later he gets them back. You'll see. Oh, oh he does. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. That's what gives us such high scores for this episode. Um, yeah, I think part of the reason that also failed Chapel was slightly late for that interview, and yeah. she might have not been on full firing on full cylinders because she was up all night trying to find a cure for Spock. And I'm thinking, I'm I'm hesitant this whole time, Gray. I'm like, there's there's no way they'll find a cure for that. Like that, you don't, you can't sense your way out of this. It's been done by a higher form of intelligence. That's not, oh, of course, not been done by our standards, you know. So, it was it was interesting. Um, there was a funny line from Spock uh, when he was talking to Lan before I mentioned that. He says, "Oh no, no, is it, he said it's to Chapel, doesn't he?" he I think Chapel's so, yeah. down. Chapel's upset. Spock comes up to comfort her, if you remember that. And right. he does. He gives her a hug and stuff as well, which was nice. But he said, oh, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, sometimes I don't cry in the shower. But he said he's joking. I don't know if... I think he's actually being genuine. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I, like, I like how all of a sudden he wants her to feel better, and then he goes in for a hug. But the way he does it was hilarious. He just puts his arms out like this and stands there. <sighs> And like, uh, and then he goes in to hug her, and she's like, oh, okay. And then a little tap on the shoulder after, like, I'm only joking. Yeah, it's like, hey, bud. Yeah. Uh, that was amusing. That was amusing. So. See, now, uh, here's what I would have done, though, mm. it, that I thought would have been a wee bit funnier. When he, did, when he did the shoulder, like everybody does, hey, bud, you know, taps you on the shoulder, right? What they should have done in the scene when they're in the uh, lounge, he did the same thing to, uh, I think, Una or whatever. He, he yeah. taps her on the shoulder. Hey, hey bud, right? But a Vulcan is a hell of a lot stronger than a, than a human. Oh no, he turned into a human. Darn it! Yeah, so he's, my, uh, my whole theory, my whole theory got blown out the window. Yeah, but I, he, I was imagine, I was imagining he was going to go like this and they go flying. See, when he was held back <laughs> by the two crewmen when he was going to go and basically yeah, yeah. lamp Kirk, it's it's he would have those two crewmen yeah, would have thrown, thrown a lot him more. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. he would have thrown against the wall. But yeah, my, no, my my bad. I, I I like your possible theory though until until yeah we can move yeah until it fell apart. <laughs> now Spock's mother's back. Uh, same hey. yeah yeah Amanda Grayson is her character name. Uh, Mia Krishna, I think that's how you pronounce Krishna. it. Yeah, uh, that's mm-hmm. the actress that plays her, and she was from Discovery. The same woman from Discovery. Bear in mind Spock's mum's human, remember? Yeah. So she is. She was looking really good in that dress. I thought great personally, um, and. It was nice to see the same actress back. It really was. Um, yeah, she does a good she, job. She's done a really good job. Now, at this stage, we won't see Sarek because it's moved into that stage where he's not speaking to Spock because of... That's a whole story. It's a whole different story from another podcast. Why those two, It's canon, though. He shouldn't really be yeah. appearing again. He appeared in Discovery before the fallout. The fallout lasts... In fact, the fallout lasts until TNG, if, I, if I'm right in saying so. Um, no, the fallout lasts into TOS. Oh, they just speak then to there, TOS then. TOS, and then there was an episode, uh, I don't remember the name of the episode, where uh, Amanda and Sarek had to come onto the Enterprise, and this right. was the first time he had talked to his father in years. Right, there we go. There and, we go. Uh, and Amanda was, was, was uh, the one that was, when this happened, Amanda got into it and says, look, you guys have basically been pretty stupid. You should be, should be talking to each other. So the whole episode finally ends up 
father and son reconciling, and it shouldn't have been that long. But yeah, that that so that fits in the canon thing. Good, good. Don't break canon, people. Please, I yep. appreciate that. Um, she comes aboard, and Spock does rock up with a beanie hat on. His head. Yep. And I'm just and it's got the Starfleet thing on it. <laughs> got the Starfleet thing pinned on that. Uh, uh, yeah, great. This mentions here though that I do remember this as well. He does wear the a similar kind of hat minus the logo in the in the city on the edge of forever. The, the TOS episode, which the original was, series. That one was brilliant. I love that episode. That's the one where they're trying to change destiny and mm-hmm. the woman that gets knocked down the middle of the road and Kirk falls in love again. And uh, the first time we meet Guardian of Forever. The guard, yeah, oh, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Just, uh, I got I to gotta believe that the beanie cap they used in this episode definitely goes back to City on the Edge. I, I'm, it's, I'm it's sure of it. It's the same one. It's the same one. <laughs> same black cap and everything. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, a little throwback on that one. Yeah, yeah I like little... Th- Easter eggs like that. The insignia, but the insignia being pinned on it, I couldn't. I was like cracking up, man. I was sitting there going, like, oh "I represent, God. mate. You've got." It was almost like they bought it in the gift shop just outside, right? It was yeah. You get logos and everything these days. It's got that's 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 accurate. Keep the logo on, mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is not telling her what's going on. Basically, Spock's not saying anything. He's just like, "It's a uh, regulation, isn't it, Captain?" And he's like, "Yeah." Yeah, 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 sure, sure, yeah. yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> you say. I, I, I tell you, Ensign Mount is great. He's playing the second banana perfectly. He's oh, just yeah. sitting there going like, "Oh yeah, I mean, the awkward friends, like, man." You know, um, yeah. What it doesn't last long, right? Because bear in mind, Amanda's not only Spock's mother; she's human. She's very switched on, and and she knows her stuff. She, she can smell a bullshit or a mile away, and. Spock basically eventually loses his cool because he's trying to delay the ceremony and it turns out the ceremony is moving to Enterprise now and there's no excuse and he just loses his rag and she's just like, I almost <laughs> expect her to say his, you know when you're in trouble that your mother would call you by your Sunday name, like your full, full title. Yeah, your middle yeah. name and everything, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you know you're in trouble. I thought she was That's going right. to do that. Um, but she, he loses the rag and she's she, she doesn't even say what's up. She just says, Spock, take off your hat. Yeah. She's like, like level intelligence above everyone else, man. And then you would you would have thought he would have he would have fought it, but it's a typical mother thing. Oh my god, my mom said I gotta do it now. <laughs> but you know here, great, you know the thing about the face spasms before, you know. Um you notice that before well, because he, he's he's trying to hold his eyes, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like he's making his faces and stuff. <laughs> and he's going like, excuse me. I was, you know, the accident, I'm having this, these facial spasm things. I'm like, yeah, sure. I have to go, man. <laughs> that was amusing. That was amusing. See, is that yeah. humor done the right way is yep. unlike when Discovery, when they just had humor for the sake of it. And it wasn't funny half the time. Yeah, forced um, humor. Forced humor. Yeah, exactly, mate. So uh, there's only one thing for it. This ceremony has to go ahead because yep. uh, his fiance. Uh, does not want no, not to pro to pro. This is the other thing I was going to bring up. There's so many. Pring, it's, it's Pring all, is his fiance. It's all Vulcan, is the mother. Vulcan I know. Have, yeah. to, why does it always start to something? It's a, it's a, it's actually a family uh, trait. So, so everybody that's in that family line begins their names with T. Um, in other 
Gavulkan family lines, it could begin with M or you know whatever, some other letter. Okay. But that's uh, that's typical for Vulcan. So everything has to start out with T something. <laughs> yeah, it gets kind of confusing. Like, wait a minute. Uh, and, it does, and that's why I've written it down. Because I knew that yeah. stuff would happen. Yeah. Right. Topring's his fiance. Topril is the mother. Is the mother-in-law. Mother-in-law, correct. To to Topring's mother. So um she doesn't like humans, the mother-in-law, she doesn't like Spock because he's like half and half. Um so they basically have to go through this ceremony to make sure it passes, because if it doesn't get passed, then they can't get buried, right. essentially. Which so it has that to go ahead. Hundred percent asshole head. Um, Amanda's going to teach Spock how to lie. There's only one thing for it, and I'm thinking, oh dear, we're in for a ride. Buckle up, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. Spock doesn't know how to do it. I mean, Vulcans can't actually naturally lie. It's kind of interesting because even though he kind of fails at lying, later on, uh, he doesn't really lie as such later on in TOS, but he bends the truth, and that's partly down to being half human and probably learning from episodes like this incidents like this you know um, well even even in uh in tos spock used uh, i mean uh bones used to catch spock out sometimes it says so you lied and he just and he just he does the eyebrow thing like that right and he, and he goes like he says he says it was just a fabrication like it's fine it's a white lie it doesn't count um or he'd come up with some other reason. I simply stated logically that the blah 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 blah. And yeah, and, try to. and you see Bones' top of his head blow up when stuff like that <laughs> happens. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, and Benga's going to give him fake hair so he fits in. His hair's a bit different as well. It's not. It's kind of a bit more messed up. Uh, but yeah. Benga's going to give him fake ears. Now I write down here. I any money. Ironic that the fake ears are probably the ears Ethan Penn yeah. puts on. And they've just sure. handed them, you know, like, I was like, that's yeah, just yeah. ironic as hell, man. Yeah, um, yeah. Which I found amusing. So and, he looks, like, and he looks at him, too. He picks him up. Yeah, yeah like, looks at him. What the hell is this? And the thing is, it's <laughs> nice to... Uh, uh, Spock, uh, Leonard Nimoy Spock has had this on at least one occasion more, probably, where he got to be an emotional person. And yeah. not always human, but, like, emotional... For whatever reason, something's happened, infected him or whatever, he could be emotional. And it's nice to see because I'm not saying you're a bad actor if you're acting like a Vulcan all the time because that takes some kind of um, conditioning and discipline. But sure. it gets a bit mundane and boring after a while. So it is interesting that he's allowed to actually flex his muscles a lot more in this. I was a big fan of that. Because mm -hmm. I like Ethan Peck. I think he plays a great Spock. I really do. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fake ears for Spock. He's going to learn to lie. Uh, they then have to practice the, tea, the ceremony, which includes the ceremonial tea pot and pouring of the tea and that kind of thing. Um, and this was amusing. <laughs> this is amusing because Amanda's like, "Go and pick up the the pot of tea," you know. And going, you know, it's really hot though. And he's like, he puts his hand on it briefly. Ah, scalded. Well, what's what's going on? Like, well, you can't. I can't pick this up. And she goes, you have to pick it up. And she picks it up. Like, she, I'm amazed. This character's fascinating, Amanda. She picks up the, t the pot of tea, pours the tea. And he's like, how can you do it? She's like, ah, I've conditioned myself. Like, because apparently they can just turn off pain receptors because pain's a, an emotion. Like, what? <sighs> well, it's, it's kind of like she was saying. She says, you live on Vulcan long enough. You got to learn how to do some of this yeah. stuff. 
yeah, yeah. 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 So she's probably selling pain. Sense. She just hides it. She's probably right, selling exactly. pain. Um, so yeah, it was amusing to see this, all the little things that go on. The crew, here we go. This is the bit that had me lolling the hardest and that we saw it in the teaser trailer for the season. And that was the crew trying to teach him how to speak like a Pokemon. Okay. And, and they're yeah. saying all random things, aren't they, Gray? But They're like, all imitating him. They all got his different way of imitating yeah. him. Talk, you have to keep still and talk and don't move your head very much. And, and only and then, then what was it the uh, Ortega, Ortega says and move move your eyebrow like this and nothing but don't else. move the rest of your face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's uh, what's her what's her face uh, number one that says uh, she she talks the most like him like very kind of deep and he's like I don't sound like that and they all like yeah you really do like <laughs> oh yeah 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 he said uh, do I really sound like that and all four of them in unison going yeah well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I he's kinda, like you know I can't. I slightly, slightly skipped ahead because I think they're trying to practice the mind meld after the tea ceremony, and mm-hmm. it's it's uh, Pike number one, uh, Spock's mother uh, Amanda and Spock himself. And Spock's trying to put his hand on her head to like pretend he can't do a mind meld now because he's he's human, but he's trying to pretend. Right, right. And he puts the hand on, and he's overthinking it like anyone would do in that yeah. situation. If you yeah. and I were to try and do this, you know, in real life. And he's making weird expressions and like they're saying, no, 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 like just actually pretend there's a memory in there, focus on that. And and then he pulls a weird kind of weird face. And number one's just like, you look constipated now and he just loses his shit again. <laughs> he did. He looked constipated, man. I like it when the couple times when he kept on trying to do the, the mind meld. And one time he's just like yelling it like, why mind? You're mine. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, what are you yelling about? <laughs> Stop shouting, Spock, man. Christ. Oh, hey, it was amusing. This and, was... Oh, and then what was the thing? That was the, uh, there was the one scene with the... Uh, I think it was a mother, and she was saying, there's no way we're going to pull this off. I, I said, yeah. she's going to see right through it. I mean, your friends do. And the, uh-huh. and there was like Pike, and I don't forget, I forget who was next to Pike, and they're all just going like... <laughs> number one, number one. It was Pike number one. And yeah, they're both going, going like this, going like, no. Nah, no chance, yeah. <laughs> Uh, too funny, too funny. Um, yeah. Surprise, surprise! As I said before, and it was confirmed, Chapel can't fix Spock. I knew, I knew they wouldn't. I mean, you've got to try sure. your, your friend, whatever. But uh, so, Plan B, they're going to try and make contact with the aliens again. Now, I know they had to do this for the plot and the story, Gray, but they gave up a bit too easily first time around when they were trying to speak to the aliens. They really were uh, the the the, the Kirkhoffs. It's only an hour-long show. And, and yeah, yeah, I know. And if, not even that. Uh, oh, no, it's actually because it's streaming. It was usually an hour long. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, you gave up too easily first time around. I would have just tried a bit harder first time. But they're going to have to, they're going to, have to speak to aliens in person like, to, to get answers, which I know would sure. be the case. Um, and then uh, you mentioned here, yeah, Gray does mention the alien cut-off uh, Colin card doesn't work anymore. It ceases to work. Yeah, they only got one go with that because remember they tried again straight after with Ahura. Right, and they, it, it wouldn't work. It fried or whatever. It just doesn't work. So no Colin card. What can you do? Um, uh, more of the family, more of the the fiance family boat beam on board this time. It's Spock's fiance herself to prank. Stunning actress. You you mentioned here uh, her name Gaia Sanju. I, I think it's either Guy or Gia Sandhu. Yeah, I'm not but sure. She plays that role fantastic. She plays oh, a better 
Vulcan, I think, than Ethan Peck. And I'm not taking anything away from Ethan Peck. She is so <laughs> deadpan. Ideal. But she plays the but she plays the perfect female Vulcan because we don't really we've never seen a lot of female Vulcans. I you mean, don't, let's face, no, you're right. To Paul, you know, it, if you watch more it, Bloody Enterprise, right? You do a TOS and you see and you got to see T'Pol and the, the older lady, but generally speaking, you don't get to see a lot of that. So it's nice to see more of, you know, Vulcan female and to learn more about them or whatever. Uh, and that and that was just came along with the sixth season, a more male dominated, you know, well, maybe that's uh, accurate, enter, enter, entertainment world. Maybe they're more um, deadpan than the male equivalent. Could be. Yeah. But this, but like we had mentioned, this is a, she's acting, she's Vulcan, but she's acting like the typical mother-in-law. Yeah. <laughs> it oh didn't matter. It didn't matter that she was she was Vulcan. She's still acting like the mother-in-law. That that was funny. That was that was like really funny. Oh, and we get to the mother-in-law in a minute. She's a real piece of work. Um, so yeah, to bring beams aboard. Uh, and he's trying to pretend everything's fine. Spock, he doesn't tell what's going on. He's like, it's nice to see you. And he's going to rattle off the usual greetings when they see each other again. And she's like, stop, Spock. I've had uh, hours of this with my mother and preparing. She doesn't like her mother that much either. And he, right. I, can, I can feel Spock inside just going, oh, thank God for that. Like I had to like rattle off all this ceremonial speech and welcome stuff and whew, I'm, I'm let off the hook. Um, yeah. uh they're walking, <laughs> they're walking along the uh, the corridor, and what is it? To 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 makes a kind of comment, something about yeah. about oh, yeah, it's as good as eating a child or something random like that. And Spock just goes, and and then he starts kind of sneezing and coughing a little. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'll go back to sick bay. I had a chuckle at that, mate. It's like trying to keep a joke in, and you know you're not allowed to laugh because it's inappropriate. Right. Oh, it's kind of like it's kind of like I'm working on you know trying to get over that. <laughs> I can't remember exactly. It was something to do with like, yeah, you know, eating the equivalent of eating a child, and he just has a little chuckle. So yeah, yeah something that, goofy. That was amusing. That was amusing. Then, oh god, here we, here we go. Then the piece of work to Pring's mother, to Prill. God gets confusing. This is why I wrote it down. Gets confusion. So many T's. Yeah. Um, beams aboard along with her husband. And she's a piece of work. She is again more more deadpan, the female Vulcan deadpan kind of uh, type. And I note down here, she's basically your typical mother-in-law. <laughs> and in that marriage, you can tell that uh, the expression is she wears the pants in the family. Cause, oh yeah, because all I, all she has to do is give a stare at the husband. And the husband goes, "Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're right." <laughs> oh, you're you're a hundred and ten percent right. Great. She definitely wears the trousers in the household. No doubt about it. She is the boss. Uh, and he is definitely most not. He's funny. We'll, we'll get to it in a moment. The father-in-law is pretty amusing. Oh no, he's great. He's great. He's like <laughs> again. He's like the second banana. And, there was there was a. I don't think we wrote it in the notes, but there was a scene where a, a Pike comes over to, and he had spent like all day learning how to cook Vulcan stuff. And so cool. he brings the, the food over, and the father-in-law takes it, and he's going like, "Ooh, this is delicious." And then the mother just completely blasts the meal, saying like, ah, "It's not that good because." Bup, 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 and and he the goes, curls oh, are too oh. pronounced, and yeah, yeah, the curl is too much. It shouldn't Perfect. be so curly. And then, and then, the, and then, but then the father-in-law goes, "Oh, yes, yeah, you're right," and hands the food back. I'm like, "Oh boy, <laughs> like, <laughs> poor guy." We didn't know that down. That is a very good point. I'm glad you brought it up, Gray. I guess partly because I forgot, and partly because, in all seriousness, if we wrote down every single thing that happened this episode, we'd be 
we would be spending a long time. We'd be plagiarizing, basically, essentially. But it's a good point to bring that up, Gray, because it was amusing. That and that's what the Farlow's yeah. like, and he's like this two or three times throughout the episode. To be fair, Gray notes here: the the mum and dad are brilliant. The actors that play oh, yeah. do a great job portraying them uh, beautifully because. Especially the actress that plays the mother-in-law. By the t- by the time she starts spouting off all her stuff, all you want to do is punch her in the head or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she, but she gets like, ripped uh, one later on. Yeah, Avengers yep. had. Um, but yeah, so and also note here as well, the father is your typical father-in-law as well, uh, under the thumb and whatnot. Um, Ahura, Chapel, and Ortega walk into a bar. No, I'm only joking. It's not. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> They've done that too. <laughs> they, they did many times actually drinking real booze, but it looks like um, they basically go to that transport tunnel. They try to get through the normal way they can't. Ortega's concerned that if they try and go through, they'll literally be ripped apart, but they want to help their friends, so they risk it for a biscuit and they do. They basically have to nudge their way in. The idea being that if they can nudge themselves through the door a little bit, there's nothing on the other side they can go all the way through. But they have to do it in such a way that they don't get ripped apart. So I think Ortega goes up at a certain angle, flies through, everything is great. And then it kind of, she says just before they, she puts the old accelerator on. And this is what you see. You see, the, you, don't, you don't get this in, uh, I don't know if you get this in TOS. You'll be able to tell me, Gray, I can't recall. Certainly um, from TNG onwards, the, the, the accelerator. Because remember, Tom Paris brings that back because he misses the tactical tactiles stuff you, you do you do get some of that in tos because it, back then they wanted to make sure things look there's a lot of buttons in tos right yeah and you know that that now in the in a strange new worlds everything is touch span touch panel but back yeah. then they didn't have touch panels everything is beep beep boop boop right? how, does, how does it go again Gray? beep boop <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you see our take with the throttle right just like just like in a car or whatever that you know <laughs> and what did she say what did she say that pissed me off at least a little bit you um well, i forgot exactly but she said that she you know hold on or, to your butts hold on to your butts that's it yeah sorry who says but it was so star funny trek? because who says that in star trek well she probably wanted to say something worse but they're not gonna let that go through uh, but uh look, we, know we know I, she, she we know she's the hot rod pilot i mean we all know this now uh, she's really good and she's and she's got some kind she's got a you know a, a rep I do think she gets away with with her uh, attitude more than other yeah. crew members. Yeah, hundred percent she does. But I guess she just kind of grows on everything you about her, like her hair, her haircut, and everything is like mad. It's like hot rod haircut equivalent. You know, they call yeah. that a, a fade cut. I think Gray. That's what the the young team, all the young kids, and that they get that. It's like She's a biker girl. <laughs> eh? She's a biker girl. Motorcycle, biker girl. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, you, don't, I, you don't hear this stuff in Scotland, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, 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 in, we're innocent. Um, but yeah, so Ortega is a bit annoying, that comment. It was like, she, they can't get away with saying, hold on to your asses. I don't think that's too much of a problem, especially it's streaming. Yeah. Streaming doesn't have the same uh, uh, stipulations as broadcast TV does. Certainly in the UK, I'd imagine it's the same in the States right. as well. Um, so, yeah, they go through, and then next thing, fade to black, they wake up, and they wake up in that part we've seen from the teaser trailer for the season of that crystal-like environment, everything's reflective around yeah. them. It's obviously just a, like an area that the, the aliens have created to make it habitable for the people that have come in, which is fine. 
Like I thought the funny part was when they were flying the the uh, shuttle in, and the next moment they're all going like, "Are we dead? Are we oh, dead?" Oh yeah, and, and, yeah. And then everything's kind of like, "Whoa!" And I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, they're they're all on an acid trip. <laughs> they're just like, <laughs> they're all just be. going like." <laughs> that that that's coming next season the acid trip episode that will yeah there you go um, i was cracking i was cracking up from that because it just looked like that everything was getting psychedelic with the lights and everything and they're like well, are, are we dead, we dead yet <laughs> um yeah so back on enterprise the ceremony begins um the proper ceremony begins and the tea part of the ceremony begins as well and spock walks up to grab it he grabs it, he kind of looking at Pike, Pike's looking at him, Pike's like, yeah, I've got you, man. And then grabs, he grabs onto the, the teapot, and you can see him just go, it's like, <laughs> ah! Clenches, goes round, pours it, and you have to pour it at the right speed just to not ruin the tea, and pours it perfectly, yeah. takes it back, puts it down, and then he's like, <laughs> and I And I hey. mentioned it, right, Gray mentioned something here, uh, it would have been nice if Mbenga gave him... I mean, you could get it. It doesn't, doesn't need Star Trek in the future. You get it now. You know, antiseptic cleaner, uh, antiseptic to put on your hands and numb it up a little bit, yeah? Or numb yeah. it. You know, he could have done that. The guy was burned. He was in pain, man. Gray's like, <laughs> nah, it had to happen the way it happened. Did yeah, it? Has to, yeah, because he trained for this. They don't... Remember, Vulcans can see through a lot of things, so he didn't want to risk anything. So he just knew he had to he had to just do it the right way. Okay, okay, okay. We'll agree. We'll, we'll, we'll agree this way, not one. Um, but he does pull it off because his mother-in-law says acceptable, which is probably the equivalent of anyone else saying, "Well done, son. Good job." Uh, and then to bring grabs his hand, uh, to like almost like you know she's happy that it went well, and he could just see him grimacing pain. He's, oh. Yeah, he goes winces for a second, like, "Oh God." <laughs> But you can't tell her yet. You, can, you still can't tell. She doesn't yeah. know yet. She still doesn't know. Um, and we get to that later on. Ahura, Chapel, and Ortega, they still haven't made it into this bar yet. They make it through. Um, and when they're talking, so we're talking to the aliens, the Kirchhoffs, they encounter a different alien this time. Uh, we talked about that briefly earlier in an episode called Blue. I'm, Why not? I'm, I'm liking my boy Blue. You know, he's, but, or, or Gal, we don't know. I put. He, him, there, I don't have a clue what that uh, yeah. was. It was too difficult to make out. Um, but I think yellow yellow sounded definitely female. Blue could have gone either way. Yeah. So you don't know. Yeah. Well, see, they, they, them, then. Let's be politically correct, I guess. Um, and I'm thinking, where the hell is yellow? Where's my boy yellow? But blue's not as accommodating. Not that yellow was. Uh, not very helpful at all. Um, they can't do anything about this at all, so they feel a bit deflated. Oh. Oh, wait, to go back on it, to go back on it for a second, which I thought was hilarious, is Blue states, you know, because they were saying what they felt was wrong and needed to be corrected, you know, in Spock and stuff, they needed help. And they go like, complaints outside the normal time is not acceptable. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a bloody contract you've signed. Like, what are you talking about? And I thought that was that was great. I'm sitting there going, like, it's like it's like when you're back in school or something like that. You're the time for you to complain was before, not now. You know, they and they're getting they're they get... never stated that though. So they never told them the terms and conditions of what. No, of course, them like, of course, before. of course. But it just came out so funny because they're just going like, oh, did you know that you cannot? This has never happened before. You don't complain outside the. <laughs> 
the parameters of where when you were supposed to complain. Like, <laughs> okay. No one told us the terms and conditions, man. We don't know the rules. Right. Um, but yeah, that was it. That, that was that was slightly amusing. Um, back on board, this is things get a little bit heated. A little bit, to, to be fair. Um, at the the ritual to Prill is ripping her daughter a new one. Actually, like you know, saying she's disappointed her and stuff. You know, just not nice stuff whatsoever. Um, yeah. and Spock's getting ripped as well he's not immune, he's getting it tight as well uh, she clearly doesn't like Spock at all uh, and you right. can see Spock trying his best not to explode with anger like the grimace in his face and I'm thinking she's not saying anything about the grimacing in his face so you know I thought she'd be that anal about it, are you okay? oh yeah I've got the spasm still on my face you know yeah, right. <laughs> still injured <laughs> um, but this was the cool bit, Gray. What happened after he says he needs to go to the loo? Right. Right. And then he goes to the loo and literally screams into a till and goes. And that's the bit where you saw him like punching and kicking outside. <laughs> yeah, he's like punching, like he's like really mad or something. And then he screams into the towel. And now we understand where that scene came from. And what did we say? So, when that so happened, now, Gray? now, now it makes total sense. When we saw it originally, we we're going yeah. like, wait a minute, that doesn't, that sounds they like. Better have much. a good reason for this, you know. So exactly, and they, and they did, they did, they did. Give it was credit. amusing to see. It's amusing yeah. to see. And he gets a communicator out. He's like, "Benga, have you found the cure yet?" No, I haven't. Nurse Chapel's away off to find aliens to try and get you help this way. And he could see the concern in his face. He's like, oh, what? what? Like, why? You're like, oh, Christ. Yeah, like, why, what'd she do? She went back there like, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, this day just keeps getting worse. <laughs> it does. Great. You had a little note on the quality of the writing at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I just, and this is part of the reason why I liked the episode too much. I, so much. I thought that the writing from top to bottom, backwards and forwards, was excellent. Everything was done properly. There was great humor. The timing for all the comedic stuff that happened was totally uh, perfect. And, and in any kind of an episode, especially something like this, where you, where you have to put in this type of humor and still seems sort of serious sometimes, yep. to, get the, to get the timing down for the comedy is very difficult to pull off. And these people had the timing down perfect. Obviously, they probably did a bunch of takes to get it right. But the point is, is that the... It was perfect, spot on. Everything was was just coming off the way it was supposed to, and that's what made the episode so much, so much better. Because you don't even notice time flying when you're watching the episode, and you're just cracking up at the stuff. And then, and then, and even more so now that we've already seen the episode, I can actually go back and laugh even more now at stuff that I'm just starting to realize yep. was funny at the time. I I thought it was funny, but I didn't really get. It. And I'm looking back, going, you know what? They that was pretty funny too. You know, so it was like. Really, really, really well done. And there was a few episodes in TOS that were done that way, um, like Piece of the Action. If you've never seen Piece of the Action, uh, Trev, you might not have seen that. Go watch that on, on TOS. That is so good and it's so funny. That they, and they go, they go to a planet that's run by 1930s, uh, 40s mobsters. And Kirk and Spock and McCoy have to fit in. And so they have to talk like the gangsters. Right, and you see, and you see, and you see Spock trying to talk like the gangsters, and he does a great impression of Spock trying to talk like the gangsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, and you hear, you hear Spock say, talking like that. It, and then it became, and then that one episode became very famous for the card game that Kirk made up because they they knew they were going to get killed at that point in the episode. So they, so he thought on his feet really quick, and he noticed that they were playing, you know, poker or whatever. And he says, "Oh, that that game's child's play." He says, what, you think you got a better game than this? 
you know, and they're going like, yeah, yeah, we got a better game than that. And they're going like, what's it called? And he goes, do you ever play Fizbin? And they're all going, what's Fizbin? Oh, let me show you. And he goes to the, to the rules of the game, Kirk. <laughs> it rings a bell. And it, it's so good. I don't want to say any more, but if anybody out there, go watch Piece of the Action. And well, well, Travis, you should go watch after. it. Well, yeah, it's it's yeah, it, it is really it's one of the funniest episodes. Piece of the episodes. mind, did you say, Graham? Piece of the action. Piece, a piece of, the action, of the action. Sorry, piece of action. Okay. Hey, that sounds right. Sounds like monster talk to me. And you're right, Greg. Yep. You know, you know what they say about uh, what the secret to humor is. Uh, no. Go ahead. I'm sure I've heard it. <laughs> Timing. Exactly. Get it. Sorry. Bad Get talk. it. Got it. You've got to talk for like 30 seconds or so. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is true. Timing is the greatest point before is you've got to hit it. That is that is generally the key humor. Anyone can tell a joke if, apart apart from me, you can tell a joke if you do the timing right. There used to be a very famous, he's still with us actually, I don't say used to. Some people have heard of this guy because he has lived and toured a lot in America and he's called Billy Connolly. A uh, famous mm. Scottish comedian, and he's been in some movies like uh, Mrs. Brown and one or two others that fail my head. But he's a very funny man, and he doesn't really tell jokes, but he tells stories. And about it's about the timing. If he times it perfectly, I've been in tears watching this guy. I've had a friend watch this guy live. I watched him live as well. My friend was in so much hilarity watching him. He was actually starting to turn blue and purple. Because <laughs> he, he couldn't get enough breath in. I generally thought I was going to have to call an ambulance. I can't do what he does. I can do his jokes or his funny stories, but I can't get the timing because it's an art. Right, but anyway, right. so, sorry, oh, yeah. di- diversion a little bit there. Um, so guess who's back? Do not. Yellow. Back again. Uh, <laughs> yellow's back. Or, or gal yellow. And I, I was waiting for other colors to show up, but all we got was yellow and blue. It's just, I was thinking we get dull purple and. What can uh, we say, man? It's, I was, I was <laughs> looking, I was, lo- I was hoping for uh, polka dots, magenta, you know, like kind of beige. Chartreuse. I wanted to see beige, <laughs> but yeah, no, I wanted to see it, gray. Yeah. Where was gray? Yeah, oh yeah, I was <laughs> there. Different but, spelling. Yeah. The original spelling. No, the yeah, right. spelling, not your spelling. Um, my spelling. Yeah, so great. Uh, yeah, gray's back. <laughs> Next episode, Yellow's back, and she's asking what the relationship with Spock is. And she's just basically, you know, my, my friend. Can I do it? But I, I knew this was going to happen. Ahura and Ortega just clock each other. And they're like, yeah, right. No chance there, just pals. No way. And poor, poor Yellow's confused to the friend comment because, you know, and I didn't see this. Blink, could you move? It, it did actually happen. If I think about it, go back to the start, it did happen. Mm-hmm. Blink, can you miss it? She's confused because she says, last minute before the shuttle crashed, your friend, Spock, transferred the shields or beefed up the shields in your area so that you were safe. And that's why he got taken out the way he did. I mean, I think he potentially died there and they brought him back and they repaired him. Mate. Or he was at least seriously injured, if not actually dead, and they've they've done what they've done to him, you know? And right. and then they show you, they show you, don't they? They show it flashback and he is... And then if you remember at the start when they were doing, when he was in the shuttle, I do recall him actually looking over to her and moving things, you know, pressing things. That's what he was doing. And I was like, ah, okay. This is when he's still Spock. Vulcan mm. Spock, not human Spock, which was interesting. So, um, yeah, they noticed this and they're like, well, what, what are you talking about? Like, why would this happen then if 
they're, they're just friends. Um, and it seems to be, you know, they're, they're kind of skirting around issue too much, I think, uh, Chapel and Ahura and Ortega, because they don't come out and ask in plain English at the start what they want from the aliens. They skirt around it. What I mean by that, Gray, is they're, they're not saying he has two sets of DNA, DNA in him and you have made it him whole one as human. You've you've not put them back together like this. They keep skirting around it. Oh, he's not the same. He's broken. Why didn't you just say that he was two DNAs and he's now one and they would have went, ah, okay, we'll fix that. You know, storytelling. What do I know about these things? So It was the setup. So they had to just, you know. Yeah, no, true. <laughs> Sometimes you have to like bend these things a little bit to make them make sense. But yeah, so um, Chapel... She should have explained what she really wanted at the start, but she's emotional as well about what's happening to her friend, stroke lover, stroke don't know what's happening kind of thing. Um, and Grey notes here, it was a nice touching emotional scene as Chapel let her guard down, didn't she, essentially? And you see she her upset to. and it just... And when she was upset and when she was starting to cry, then Yellow was picking up on, now I get it. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. No one understands human emotions. Not even humans understand human emotions sometimes. So kind of makes yeah. sense. Um, but yeah, no, well, she's really emotional. She kind of realizes more so by talking about it, what her feelings really are for Spock and what what's going on. So I don't think she fully understands what was going on. Either the Spock, to be fair. Right. Uh, so the Kirkhoffs, not the Kirkhoffs. That's another species. <laughs> the Kirkhoffs. <laughs> what a weird name for a species, one, man. One of those. Uh, right, what I thought they were going to do is when Spock was in the, the ceremony or towards the end of it, because he managed to complete the ceremony without anything, I thought, because they're advanced species, I thought they were not going to quite do a Q-snap. I thought they were going to do something close to that where they can fix him where he is there and then. And all of a sudden he goes from nervous human to deadpan Vulcan. I thought it'd be like that great. I didn't think it would be Chapel turning up at the door with a hypo spray. I didn't see that coming. Maybe you did. Maybe you Yeah, did. no, I didn't know what was going to happen, to, to be honest. But the thing that was interesting, though, is when she appeared at the door and she's going like, uh, Spock, you know, and then Spock goes, oh, my vitamins. <laughs> yeah. You felt, yeah. <laughs> Thinking on your feet, it's, yeah. What, goes, it's part of my treatment for when I was hurt. Like, oh. <laughs> okay. I'm like, Thinking on your feet, Spock, that is impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, right. you need just after your ceremony, you need your vit- you, you need your your vitamins. Yeah, you definitely need your vitamins. Okay, right. Yeah. Um so yeah, he gets the injection and then he's back to normal. So it seems Well, not completely. He's no no not he's quite partially back to normal. No, his, no, like emotionally he is. The the things with the ears and stuff, that'll take a bit right. longer uh, to fix right. they, they do state that, which is fine. Um right. so he visually doesn't look himself, but I think he feels more of himself. Uh, a little interesting scene where <laughs> Pike is trying to distract him before this all happens, you know, with the, the injection right. and whatnot. He's trying to buy. He's trying to buy time. Trying to buy time. He's like, anyone like some more food? The father-in-law is like, ooh. I, yeah. uh, and then what does and the, then the, the mother-in-law the, looks? The mother-in-law over. looks at him like with the eyes and he just goes, oh, uh, yeah, maybe later. <laughs> The way to a, a, a man's heart is through his stomach, so they say. So. But, then, but then the whole the whole tactic of of a uh, of, uh, Pike trying to come up with the delays, going like, "Well, we have this ritual, <laughs> this, That's this ritual on Earth." Like what ritual? And he then he goes, 
Uh, charades. I was cracking up. I'm going like, oh my god. <laughs> charades is a ritual. Uh, and the father law is trying to play. The father law was and... into it though. He, the father was funny though. He was into it. Really? How do you? Uh, what are the rules? <laughs> <laughs> well done, Pike. He plays yep. a good wingman uh, or a good pal in oh, yeah. this episode, Pike. Yeah. I thought, you know, so he's a great actor. That's why good actors can do stuff like that. They can. They can. So. Um, yeah, everything seems more back to normal. However, I love this bit. It's probably my favourite bit of the whole episode. Spock then comes clean and rips to Prell, the mother-in-law, a new one, admitting that he was, throughout that whole ceremony, human, and then he takes off the fake ears, and there's like, oh, shot collar. Um, well, let's, let's remember, too, that just, just prior to that, she goes into a little tirade of talking about... She doesn't say it directly, although she does it a little bit. And she's basically just berating humans. Oh, in general, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. flat out. And 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 to Pearl, I mean, uh, uh, to Pring at least told her, you know, you don't really have anything to say. The ceremony's over. So she was putting her mother down for like, you know, you don't need to be saying all this. I mean, come yeah. on, you know, sure. stop. And then that's when then that's when Spock started flipping out because he was he knew, and not only was he half human, but he also knew that his mother. And what she had gone through and stuff like that. And so then he let her have it, like you were saying, and pulls the ears off. And, you know, and to Pearl, I thought to Pearl was going to have a heart attack at that point. But he does give her both <laughs> barrels, doesn't he? But he does it in a oh, yeah. old, oh, stark yeah. Vulcan way, which is even yeah, harder yeah. to do, you know? Um, I like that bit there. He, he gets his point yeah. across in a way that a Vulcan, do, a Vulcan can do without being angry and. And he basically told her, he says, I, I don't reject my human half. My human half is something to be proud of. And you a know, shout and out stuff. to his and, mom and I, as well. He, he basically kind of yeah. thanks her for always looking out for him and being there. And and I really, I really like that episode because even I was getting pretty emotional because it's when you're a father, uh, as I am, or a mother, and, and you're talking about your children, that's the way Wait, you you're get. You're a father and a mother. Well, not at the same time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But the whole thing was just great, and and uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Amanda was getting all choked up and crying because you know her son was coming to her rescue, and right, rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. You know and stuff, and it was and that came from a memory when they melded and stuff. Yeah, so because it was, she, she it was, was getting really... comments against her, Amanda, wasn't she? And she and that's where you know, like I would st- you stick up for your your parents. You st- I would stick up for my mum, and yeah. you just don't, you don't say that. Like Spock, basically, you know, and that's when he kind of started going in his rant. Because you don't say that about my mother, blah blah. She's been through a lot and whatnot. And you know, you know what they should have done before all that. Spock should have come out and said, "Look, no moms. You know, no mom, yeah, no, no, no moms, moms, in, the, moms are no moms yeah, in the argument. Yeah, yeah. Can't do that. Leave the parents <laughs> outside, man. There's no need. Leave it to out. Leave it out. I warn you. <laughs> and I don't. Um, I'll get to this in a moment, but there is a nice scene between those two. Uh, so, unfortunately, or unfortunately, depending on you look at it, the prime was not happy that she didn't know about Spock's condition. Everyone else seemed mm-hmm. to know apart from her, which is true. Like, come up front yeah, and be honest yeah. with her. But he tries to say, listen, if I told you, you would have been forced to lie, and it's really difficult, obviously, for Vulcans to lie. I didn't want you to be in that position. I thought that was a good analogy. I thought it was a good excuse. But I do see her point as well. You lied to me. We're supposed to be getting married. She's like, basically, I think we should take a break now because I don't appreciate being, you know... And been left in the dark, and I'm like, oh, they're not going to get married. Okay, right, yes. That opens it up for Chapel. So, this is this bit uh, true to canon grade? Like, did they ever get yeah, married in TOS? Yeah, yeah, 
um, eventually. If it tr- if it stays true to canon, the only thing that's a little disappointing is that you probably won't see Tapring again. That's going to be it. Um, in TOS, when he and when they did a mock time, uh, he had co- Spock commented that he hadn't seen his fiance, wife, or whatever, you know, for God knows how many years. It was a long, long time. Oh, wow. So this was the this was the beginning of the of the break or the split, you know, et cetera. So they don't get married um, in the TOS, or they do. Well, I, I they in TOS they're already married. So he because he says uh, to bring is my wife. So you don't know when they actually got yeah, married. Yeah. But it must obviously it was later. So we still might see Tapring and we could see a Vulcan wedding too, which would really be cool. I mean, I'm hoping to see that if and when that does happen. But the the the, the, the starting of the problems, if you want to put it that way, between the them happened right there. You know, so we see that that's going to eventually lead to what happens in a mock time and then they really do separate. Cool. Yeah, as long as they don't screw Canon, that's all I ask for, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, um, it's 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 nice because basically, because of Strange New Worlds being what it is, being before Kirk's Enterprise, we're now getting the backstory uh, in certain episodes that we never knew before. Which is what and makes so when this you, cool. It, it it does because there's a lot of things, especially when it comes to Spike, Spock, and and to Pring and everything that you like. <laughs> yeah, Spike Jones. No, to to, to the, the, you were, when you saw the original episode, you wanted to know. Well, Wait a minute! It's his wife. How did that all come about? You know, yeah. when did that happen? Yeah. You know, and now because of Strange New Worlds, we're actually able to see it, which is really great. Yeah. So I in like all that. In Strange New Worlds, they do have a a cool sandbox to play with, but it has got mm-hmm. its limitations. They can do certain things in a sandbox that they could other shows couldn't do. They just have to be careful not to step over things. But they've got these opportunities to play with. So as long as they play with them wisely, great. I love this backstory. I want to hear backstory. Right. Um, Unfortunately, Chapel doesn't get the fellowship that she wanted. Um, but then she kind of turns around and goes, I was in another, I don't know what she says, like in another galaxy or another dimension or something. She says, she's like, I've literally traveled to another dimension today and right. trying to save and my she said it, and I, Right, and I, and I talked to a highly advanced civilization. What have you done blah, lately? Blah, Hold my Blah, beer. blah, blah. Exactly. <laughs> and and, he's, and he, you can see because Vulcans are always curious, right? Yeah, uh, uh, so you can see they're going like, Oh, what happened? And she just goes like, "Man, you read about it in my paper when I publish it next month." Click yeah. and hangs up on him. Yeah, she's like, "I'm, I'm too, I'm too good for yous. you. You read about it in my That's white right. paper later on." And he's like, ah, ah, ah. "Yeah, bam." Bye. And he's, <laughs> it was, was great. I like this. Yeah, yeah. And then to finish it off, we get um, a really sweet scene between Spock and his mother. How he's basically saying she's proud and. You had to go through all these things she did, and we're talking about what, why uh, she chose the memory she did of taking Spock to school, and it was because she said it was the first time you were then accepted by uh, your fellow Vulcans, and he's like, but 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 why? The mothers were saying this about you, and that about you, and he's like, she's like, I don't care. You're my boy, and you were you were okay, you were accepted, you were happy, and that's all that mattered. Right. And I was like, you, that's you nice. give up everything for your kids. That's that's basically what it comes down to. And I think he kind of knew that, but never really realized it until he he saw the memory. You know, and it all just started clicking. Episode helps, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. Because you still remember that. He'll remember that. He'll remember what these things are. And I think this is what Mm -hmm. helps him control his emotions later on. I think I said this at the start of the episode. Going forwards, that's what makes him, when it comes to TOS, he is more in balance with his um, two sides. Not perfect. 
Certainly not. He sure. doesn't get perfect until he's an old man, um, where he is. He's got it nailed. He can still crack little jokes and smile and smirk, but be deadpan when he wants to be. That was the alpha Spock, you know, the Groot Spock. Right. Um, Groot Spock. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, alpha, man. Alpha, alpha Groot, Alpha Spock, you know. I could just see that. The Groot Spock is a tree with pointed ears. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good idea, man. If you're watching Paramount and Disney, right? Um, oh, my God. So it was a lovely, lovely scene. And Gray just hit the nail on the head. He said before, very emotional, wonderful, understanding what parents go through, parents understand what children go through. And then mm-hmm. Spock and uh, Chapel finally have their bloody kiss when they're trying to talk about their emotions. She lands one in him, doesn't she? I wasn't sure if he was going to do it to her. Because yeah, he's, you know, he, he, he's he definitely wasn't going to. Right? No, he cares it. about her, but he, but he wasn't going to just go and kiss her. But she decides to break the ice and kisses him. But I thought the line that he's because I was sitting there watching the kiss and it was a, you know, a fairly emotional kiss. He, I mean, Spock wasn't like getting into it as much as a human would, but he but he was. And then and then the funniest thing is when she was done kissing him, he goes he goes, "What's happening?" And he and he go, and she goes, "I don't know. Shut up." And, yeah. and pushes him out of the frame of the video, so you knew they were gonna do try to do some hanky panky. But that was great. So, so that, it was so like that, was, so there you go. Yeah, I, I get. We, we yeah. won't get to see if his ears get pointier or not. We, we just don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. So could just uh, kind of move around a little bit and go. <laughs> never know. <laughs> so, Mister Gray, what did you give this out of ten and why? I I went nine out of ten. I I had to because it was just such a good episode. I mean, it was tight, cohesive, funny. Timing was great, and that is a big credit to the director. I sorry, I don't have the director's name. Uh, but it's very difficult. People think comedy is easy because it sounds like it's easy because it's funny. Comedy is actually very hard to do, a lot harder than some some types of act, of acting. So, uh, and a director has to get the timing out of his people. He he, he may have to do one one take or two thousand takes, but he's got to get the timing, and that could be hell on a director. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so so the director definitely you know gets a lot of kudos for that. The director is called Jordan Canning, or Canning. I think it's okay. Canning, actually. I've uh, not heard of him, but it's not a bad thing. He's obviously done a good job. Yeah. Written by Catherine Lynn and Henry Alonzo Myers. So credit to all those people there. Um, funny, I'll tell you my score in a little second, but funny, next, uh, next week's episode that we'll be talking about, we're reviewing, is Lost in Translation, which will be interesting. Um, and I notice here, just briefly... Episode A is called Under the Cloak of War. Oh, some Romulan action. That's yes. got to be the... No, I got to think it's going to be the, the Gorn. Oh, yeah. Did they, did they cloak? They don't cloak. No, but but there's some, you know that the Gorn is coming because we already saw that oh, in a prior yeah. episode. That didn't look like so Star Trek. Be something. See, see, when you see the mothership and the trailer we saw come in, it looked like something from Independence Day where the ship comes in really quick. And it just, yeah. rife, it, it, you know, there's uh, disturbances in the atmosphere and the clouds. I was like, this is a little Star Trek. This looks like an Independence Day type episode or movie. I can't wait for yeah. that, to be honest with you. Um, sorry, digressing. I uh, was 8 out of 10, but I bumped it up slightly. Um, sometimes when you read back your comments and your notes and then you read back yours, Grain, you've got a chance to digest it. It changes a little bit. Sure. So it went from an 8 to 8.5. Well, and I think I'll change mine to a 9.2. No, no. you won't. <laughs> 0.5 is as good as we're allowing at 0.5. Um, I thought this was much better than two episodes ago. It's 
getting yeah. a lot better now. Very funny, very cultural. I like learning about Vulcan culture and culture in general in Star Trek. Very sweet and emotional as well. Very well written and directed. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I don't give it a 9 or a 10, it takes a lot to impress me. I've only ever given one of our episodes. In fact, no, I gave Picard episode 9 a 10 and I gave episode the finale a 9. And I think I might have given the same Deep Space the 9 episode on Lower Decks. I think I gave that a 10 out of 10 or yeah. a 9 out of yeah. 10. That was a ten because that was times I've done it. It's very hard to do. So, has to be for for me a a nine and a ten is, uh, or even the eight point five is an exceptional score. Ten only comes if it's something that's really unique, different, uh, something that just catches you. It has to be if it has a couple of those qualities, then you can go for a ten. Otherwise, it's always going to be a nine, which is which is great. Uh, Nine is kind of like the unofficial ten. Like, that means it's bloody excellent. Yeah. That means it's really, really good. But it's so hard to get the 10 because everything has to be perfect. Literally nothing has to be bad uh, for it to be 10, right. which is the way it should be. So, yeah, no, really, really enjoyed that episode. I'm looking forward to next week, of course, where hopefully we don't we have that mm-hmm. one shit episode that every season's allowed, and that's it. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll wrap up from there. It's been slightly longer than usual, but there was a lot to talk about because it's a good episode. When there's shit episodes, we don't yeah. usually talk as long as... And it was plenty of funny stuff, so we had to just, you know. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, thank you for joining us, Gray. We will be back next week especially, at some point. Especially Spock Root. Now, that was, you know, uh, that's classic. <laughs> he's got this idea in his head now. Um, so instead of going, I am Groot, he's going, I am Spock. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, stranger things have happened. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you, mate, for coming along. And thank you to all to, for watching. We'll see you next week. But until then, Mr. Gray, do your thing, mate. Live long and prosper, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.